0: I have been defeated. I am defeated. I'm beaten. And my name's Arthur.
1: My name's Donovan. I'm taking it. Uh, you did not destroy your dick this successfully this December. Uh,
0: You were right. Day fucking four. I can't believe I missed on day four. is <laughs> like right four. in the wheelhouse. I thought, I thought I could at least make it to seven or eight.
1: I was thinking so, too. You were talking a lot of uh, dick destruction game. And uh, I'm kind of disappointed in your partner. Me too, man. To I just
0: fuck. I got busy. <laughs> like, that's the that's the thing about this game, this Destroy Dick December game. Uh, it's it's quite a fucking time commitment, and I just didn't have it, man. I didn't have the time.
1: That's a shame. It's a shame when the obligations of life uh, intrude on your masturbation habits. It's true, or your masturbation
0: challenges, as it were.
1: Yeah, that's a shame to hear. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, as they say, mission failed.
0: We'll get him next time. We'll get him next time.
1: And uh, in 2019, uh, Arthur, maybe you can successfully grind your dick down um, to just kind of like a Kendall flat surface. Uh, You've (laughs) you've had the test run this year, uh, but next year we can really make it happen. And I'll take that as a reminder to our fans if you donate to our Patreon. Arthur will successfully remove his penis through (laughs) masturbation. In 2019. it'll It'll be... only you can help us get us there. It's patreon.com slash radio tote bag or something.
0: <laughs> something like that. I'll, it'll just <laughs> be a smoking crater where Wentz a penis was.
1: <laughs> That's going to be our new podcast logo. <laughs> I'm sure Apple will uh, go ahead and approve that. Yeah, they're all about it. Well, hey, folks. It. Uh, good news in contrast to Arthur's bad news. We got a whole lot of question box uh, this week. Asking all questions. Asking all them questions While you asking all them questions Making statements Us who? Asking all them questions Asking all them
0: questions While you asking all them questions Making statements
1: Us who? Um, with an increase in cat penis percentage That's CPP uh, We're up to about 50% cat penis related questions Out of 6 And uh seems more like it's a lot of uh, Kind of responses to last week's uh, Feline phallus Corner or whatever the fuck it called it, Arthur. What are what are these? Uh, what are our fine listeners saying? What are, what are you saying
0: there? I see more cat pieces in the future. Unfortunately, I think I think this has become a late motif of the program. <laughs> I'm
1: I'm predicting a, a linear trend here too, uh, so that maybe by the end of this calendar year, this show will be all uh, all cat fallacies. Well, here's what we got. We have uh, one person saying, uh, "I heard cat penises have barbs, but I'm too afraid to Google it myself. Is this true? And if yes, why the fuck do they have barbs? That's some satanic shit right there." Blood, and blood. uh oh, I, I already got in there, partner. But you, you should probably get some images up there too.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: I built up my own bravery. I googled that Whoa! for you, listener. Oh. Yeah, it's not. It's not pleasant but the truth the truth is better than you would expect the cat penises the cat barb penis barbs aren't there to get like lodged in uh apparently they just perform a stimulating function um barb for her pleasure something like that like a hormone release or something i I was assuming it was like a fishing hook and you know once they start going at it that's it you just have a Siamese cat uh from there on out um <laughs> but no it's more i guess a texture sort of thing. Wow. And that's good news that that's good news
0: that's that's really something now the lex logical extension is is there a cat penis dildo oh I'm gonna, I
1: mean dude if they make dragons, I'm gonna say yes oh no are you finding out?
0: Oh no, they do yeah, they do son of a bitch Oh, well,
1: boy we've we've answered that uh question that I'm sure was to come up next. And uh, here's a free so plug go, for
0: prim- for Primal Hardware. <laughs> what a name! That's what a great. It's a very good name.
1: Well, there you go, listener. And uh, head on down to primalhardware.gov and uh, find out for yourself. So we got two more here. Uh, one. So what do you have against cat penises? Nothing. And uh, yeah, I think that was her advice too. You know, your cat's got genitals, and you know, that's all right. Just if it bothers you, just as you said, Arthur, try not to engage with them when they're, uh, you know, licking, licking their junk. Right. You would too, if you could. That's true. Am I right?
0: I think you're so, right.
1: So no, nothing against them. And uh, three, I have had cats all my life, but I've never seen a cat penis. Am I unattractive?
0: To, to your cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, who gives yeah. a shit what they think? They fucking, they'd step in shit and lick it off their paws, as we mentioned.
1: Yeah, dude, their opinions bullshit. Don't let uh, don't let your feline get your uh, opinion down, listener. You are a beautiful um, young person, probably based on our listeners, and uh, you know what we think you're attractive.
0: Absolutely. So uh,
1: don't worry about what little little Felix, little Garfield, what uh, what little Garf thinks. You, know, <laughs> cause you you're beautiful in our eyes. Did
0: you see the one going around that was like um, the like Garfield at the vet and the veterinarians like? Uh your uh, your cat's rather overweight. What are you feeding him? And John's like, LOL, lasagna. And he's like, <laughs> you have to stop doing that. And he goes, but he hates Mondays. And he's like, your cat will die.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a plot hole in there. But uh, at least Garfield, you know, his death wouldn't be the worst thing in the world because that, that comic's terrible. Yeah, am sorry. Uh... We're coming out against it. All right, so that's your, that's your uh, pet genitalia. Uh, pantry for the week and uh we're so glad to have had you with us for us uh now of course this is a show about relationships so let's get into the real shit arthur what do you say
0: i i'd love i'd love to get into some real shit um starting with this one i just want to make out with someone please help i hope you don't mind my uh my emphasis that i put on that i just i think i think that fits the tone of the question i just want to make out with someone please help that's the tone I get, too. I'm picturing
1: somebody at about three in the morning trying to fall asleep, and they're just rolling around in bed, and then they just scream that out into the night.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but, of course, there's no one there to hear them except for us. Ugh, so they put in our anonymous question box, the link of which you can find on our social media and the Instagram bio or on our website on the side, where you can just type your question. You don't have to make an account, and we'll answer it on this show. Yes. Arthur, there you got any words of wisdom to uh, make him feel
0: better, though? Ooh. Uh. Contrary to how uh, it may seem to outsiders, I have made out with someone before. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah, it's pretty big. Um, You just, yeah. I don't want to say it's persistence. I'm going to say it's patience. Uh, you will meet somebody who wants to make out with you. Somebody wants to make out with somebody, you know, no matter who you are, there is someone in the world who will make out with you. That's true. And you just got to wait. You got to st- wait to meet him.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's part patience and part, uh, you know, get yourself out there, too, though. Yeah. You mm-hmm. If you're actually having that feeling and, uh, you know, you're you're worried about not having romantic contact or, or all that, get on some dating apps, you know, talk to people when you're at a bar. You see somebody you think is cute, at least take a swing and talk to them. Yeah. yeah you got to put a little effort in there.
0: Absolutely. But you, at the, you can't. Someone's not just going to show up at your house to make out with you.
1: No. Well, I mean, I think there's people you could pay to do that, but yeah, uh, maybe take the more traditional
0: route. It's very expensive.
1: Yeah, but, but but you got this. It's a combo of patience, not putting your pressure pressure on yourself about it, because then you'll act kind of weird. And uh, but also putting yourself out there, find that balance, and uh, you'll have a tongue in your mouth in no time.
0: <laughs> True.
1: All right. Uh well, now we got two uh, longer, more proper questions. One of them is uh, quite the marathon, and. Uh, how about we hop into this one
0: i'd love to from anonymous
1: coming out to my family as a marxist i guess this question would fall into the friend zone oh. they put some effects on it, it sounds kind of like how we say it
0: i think we're gonna put some effects on ours too there we go
1: but it's actually more in the family zone over the past year or so i 25f have been fully radicalized as a socialist I grew up in a pretty conservative family in the rural Midwest, so before going to college, I wasn't really exposed much to liberal politics, let alone leftism. Since the 2016 election, I've moved farther and farther left, and now I'm a leader in our local DSA and fully identify as a dirty communist. Scum gang! Yeah. That's a shockingly like beliefs... reference. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I feel like these beliefs permeate my entire life. And honestly, it's hard not to feel like I have all the answers when basically every problem we're facing would be fixed by simply abolishing capitalism and guillotining Jeff Bezos. Fuck yeah! (laughs) Problem is, I know my parents wouldn't understand. They thought Kasich was a sensible, no-nonsense moderate, for God's sake. They own the George Bush biography. W. Not even H.W. (laughs) I can drop little hints about my beliefs that they agree with but I've never been able to have a real conversation with my parents about politics because I never feel like they listen respectfully or take me seriously. So maybe my parents are a lost cause, but what about the extended family members that are my age? Well, I'm glad you asked. I have a cousin, 25F, I've considered for years to be one of my closest friends. I love her dearly and have confided in her so many intimate details about my life, but I really can't bring myself to just come right out and say, Hi, I'm a socialist. She's a fucking neo-lib to the highest order. She lives in Vermont but hates Bernie and frequently touts herself as fiscally conservative and socially liberal even though that's not a real thing. Toilet noise. Even worse is that she can be really condescending since she went to Harvard for economics. Oh, Christ. I feel like if I told her, she'd just talk down to me and that's not something I've wanted to invite into my life yet. Right now, it really does feel like it's hurting our relationship for me not to be able to talk openly about this part of my life to her. My brother is also a wild card here as he voted for Trump, but I secretly think he'd agree with some of my beliefs. Like guns are okay, and no, I don't like Hillary. So my question is, do I tell them so I can feel like I can freely be myself? Should I only tell my cousin and brother and give up on my parents? Should I just stay the course on posting AOC content on my Insta and getting in FB fights with my parents' dumbass boomer friends without outright coming out with it? Have either of you dealt with something similar? I know this seems like a funny question, but it can be really stressful to feel like I have to hide a big part of my life from my family, the people that should love and accept me no matter what. Thanks for your help, guys. I'm a big fan, heart emoji, and solidarity. Anonymous Pinko, TLDR, do I tell my conservative neo-lib family... Then I'm a commie. Whew! That was a lot of words.
0: That's hard. That's a hard one, because I think at this stage of capitalism, the most valuable thing that the left can do is spread that ideology to everybody they can.
1: Yes. And I think at the the very least, at least correct some of the misconceptions and, you know, kind of border not borderline, full-on fake propaganda about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So share this with your cousins, with your brother. Um, You know, get at the people in your family and see if maybe you can talk some sense into them. Um, I I wouldn't anticipate it going extraordinarily well with the woman who uh, is not about uh, Senator Sanders. Um, (laughs) The gentleman from Vermont uh but you know keep posting that alexandria or ocasio cortezness that keep dishing that realness uh and uh just just keep fighting it man cuz uh it's not it's not going great <laughs> if i can be honest with you this whole left thing mm, not looking hot these days looking pretty fascist up in this piece no,
1: so so th- let's do what you can. Yeah, I think uh, the exceptions are kind of your parents. They have a fucking George W. book by there's uh, no way George W. Bush book biography. Yeah, I think that's a lost cause. But if if you do think that there's some you know aspects of your beliefs they would agree with, you know, by all means discuss that with them. Yeah, and again, it's it's not you're not going to convert them. I don't think, but there's a degree to which you can you know make them. You know, not think that socialists are this fucking evil McCarthyist menace. And, uh, and you know, there's actually a lot of very reasonable things that they probably would agree with if it didn't have the, you know, socialism name tag attached
0: to it. Yeah. Nail them on policy, particularly if they're an H or a, a, a W fan. Uh, nail them on interventionism creating ISIS. Ooh, they're going to love that. <laughs> they're going to be yeah. big so, fans.
1: There's things you can find there that'll agree on. On the other hand, you know you, you if you're close with your parents enough you know you're seeing them on holidays and stuff to some extent, you just not got to worry about this if this is going to create issues for you like i have I have that policy with some extended family who are big trumpers, and it's just like uh, we have to see each other, and I even like things about them, even if I think their beliefs are fucking evil mm-hmm. uh, and just think they're more or less misguided towards very, very shittiness and it's not worth getting into these fucking dragged out debates that don't go anywhere on holidays cuz nobody has fun with that. Nope. I don't have fun with that. And you're not you're not going to do anything there. So, I think like I said, the best you can do is just little suggestions kind of paint a, a better picture. But don't yeah. feel obligated to convert and uh if this is causing you stress, then just, fuck it. It's not it's not worth it.
0: Yeah. Uh enjoy the pie, you know. Yeah. Just enjoy the pie. Try to enjoy the holiday, try to, you know, I hope you get, I hope you get warm socks and nice underwear. That's what I'm hoping for, for your holiday. Yeah, there you go.
1: And the uh, liberation of the proletariat
0: class. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. Best Christmas present ever. All
1: right. Well, uh, that's been our our other new segment uh, known as the, the political pie Oh, Arthur, <laughs> isn't that the name we were discussing the first the episode? Yes, <laughs> and yes, and brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. Okay, all right. Uh, well, now to uh, our last question in the box. We, uh, this is a little more, uh, what would you call this? A little more relationship, a little yeah. more gender identity, little, sort of thing. A
0: little thing. more what we do, I think. Um, yeah. not that we don't do politics, we, we get reasonably political on this show, and uh, we, we put just,
1: sprinkles in. Put
0: red sprinkles. (laughs) We welcome your question, and thank you so much. Um, But this one, go like this. I know this isn't a question about relationships, but I do need some advice. I'm 27 and starting to question my identity. I used to be comfortable identifying just as bisexual, but now I'm finding that I'm somewhere on the non-binary spectrum as well. It's weird, because I've always been comfortable identifying as a woman, but the more I think about it, And the more I look into my history and see I'm maybe not as 100% female-leaning as I've always thought. I want to talk to my partner about it. She's comfortable with my sexuality, so I don't think the gender question would be a deal-breaker for her, but I'm afraid. I'm also afraid to talk to my parents about it, as they don't even know that I'm bisexual or in a relationship. I don't want to hide who I am, and I don't know how people will take it or who will still be there, who will still be here on my self-discovery is twenty seven too old to start questioning identities? Am I overthinking telling people? What advice do you have about how I'd go about telling the people in my life? Hmm.
1: Well first off, is twenty seven too old? No, no, not at all no yeah if if you're having these thoughts, you know they're valid and that it can come up you know much later for people and that's okay. I mean, our society certainly isn't encouraging you discovering uh, these things about yourself when you're younger. And uh you know so if it, if it takes some time to get around to that that's not there's nothing wrong with that. True that. And you know good on good on you for thinking about this stuff.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, gender is a is a journey and you're coming to who you are and if you feel that you if you feel that uh female doesn't fit exactly right, uh our society is now just now coming around to allowing more space for people to experience their gender in other ways. So uh I'm glad I'm glad you're alive now <laughs> as opposed to at various points in the past. for real. And uh I wish you all the luck. Um I don't think you're overthinking telling people though. It's it's pretty heavy uh to lay this on people. Um I think I think people are going to be more accepting of it than you think they are
1: i think I think so too, especially you know the people that you care about in your life yes, uh even people who could be wishy washy on this inter- or on this uh on this area just kind of in a general sense I think when it takes the form of somebody you care about in your life, I think people will be more sympathetic and understanding than you would expect um I also think you know, people who aren't like that. Well, that kind of tells you something about that person. And if they're not going to be accepting of you, you know, for this thing that is deeply personal and meaningful to you, um, then that kind of reflects poorly on their part and maybe shows you about something, something about them that you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't mean to kind of hand wave that away. Um, because I, I, I know that potentially will be an issue and, and that's something to be, you know, you can't just be like, well, fuck this person. Um, um, but also you know also you kind of you kind of can uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you can't but also you do that
1: yeah yeah <laughs> i just yeah if if you come out to somebody particularly if it's somebody close to you and they're giving you shit for this or being weird to you um i think that would be kind of a valid reason to question your friendship or relationship with that person um but again yeah i don't i don't get this sense I don't get the sense that this will be, um, this will be at least among people, you know, and care about uh too hostile to you.
0: Yeah. I wish you all the luck.
1: Nice. No, and, uh, yeah, you mentioned on over overthinking too. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think you are overthinking. I think putting a good amount of thought into this is obviously, you know, a good thing. It's figuring out, uh, your identity as a person. And, you know, that, that's something that it's worth, you know, thinking a lot about, um, So I I don't think that, you know, I think uh, I just said think like three times in a row. I think that first off, but second off, uh, I think it is kind of worth going over potential reactions to this or how are you going to go about doing it or who like you kind of know is going to support you well, and maybe you could break it to them first and then have people to kind of support you uh, as you're coming out with this. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. Yes, it does.
1: <laughs> are you just drinking a beer? As yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I thought I was <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, the main point I think get that initial just few people who you very ca- much care about who are close to you uh, to support you because I think that'll help a lot with doing this. Um, but but this is out of my wheelhouse. I'm, I'm trying my best here. Yeah.
0: Get Just get your day ones on board and uh, everything else will fall into place, I think.
1: Bingo. And yeah, good luck to you, listener. And uh, thanks for listening to us. And we support you. We'll tell you that. Here's your uh, here's your first day ones. It's me and Arthur. Be <laughs> who you want to be, and we love you no matter what.
0: Good job, son. Tote gang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. You got anything else on that one? No, I think I'm uh, I'm pretty good.
1: Thanks. So. All right. Ah, well, hey, we're out of the anonymous question box again. Submit your questions for upcoming episodes. We will read them on here, and uh, we love to hear from them. Absolutely. Ah, but now we jump out of the uh, anonymous question box, and we uh, pop over to our good old friend Reddit, where we've got this question. My girlfriend wants to read my diary. My girlfriend and I, male, are both 20 and have been together for a year. She gave me a notebook as part of our first anniversary gift. We've been together for a year. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> she yeah. just said to use it well and I've been using the diary I've been using it as a diary to write down my deepest thoughts. I used it in therapy and it was very helpful so I thought I'd do it again. When she found out that's what I was using it for, she wanted to read it and I said no because I don't want anyone to read it. I don't even read it. It's just a place for me to write down my deepest thoughts. This made her feel sad and we were talking about it. She said that she thought we could trust each other, and that after a year, we were farther along than this. Am I the bad one for wanting to keep my diary private, or should I let her read it? The LDR, my girlfriend wants to read my diary, but I want to keep it hidden. Who's wrong? I was posted by, my dad is your dad.
0: The fuck is wrong with her? That's your diary. That's the point of a diary, is that you're the one who gets to write the shit down, and then... Uh, maybe years down the line, you go back and you read it, and you go, "Fuck!" Like I'm really glad I'm not. I'm really glad I've grown since then. That's what I. Yeah. That's what I've considered diary keeping to be useful for.
1: And big fucking shame on her mm-hmm. for bringing out the trust card with that. That's I such thought, fucking you we could trust garbage. Each other. Yeah, yeah. So let me read. You know what is essentially a therapeutic tool where you can put anything down. Like, that's that's uncool. The whole fucking purpose of it is something that is just for you. Yeah. And, you know, if you don't want her to read it, that should be okay with her, and it shouldn't be like a breach of trust. So don't let her give you shit about that, because that's very manipulative, and that's really not a good sign about that
0: person. Yeah, it's true. That being said, uh, it's an extremely intimate act to share your diary with somebody, and if there is any part of you that feels like you could share it, uh, maybe get some excerpts together, just be like, "This is a particularly interesting uh, entry I thought I'd share with you, and maybe share some some portion of it because that's that I think can be a very strong bonding exercise, and you can get closer that's, with this person by doing that
1: That's true, and also kind of gives her a sense uh, of what you know, you're, you're putting in there and why you would want to keep it private. Because, uh, you know, on the other hand, I might have jumped, I'm a little jaded, I might have jumped too soon on the manipulation aspect. There's Uh, also the potential that she's just not familiar with kind of what a therapeutic diary is about, and doesn't realize, like, how kind of private that is. And uh, so it's making her upset just more because she doesn't understand. So, know if that's the case, you could also, and kind of regardless to gauge kind of her reaction to this, I would just explain that to her. Uh, a little bit more, you know, maybe give her a general idea of what, what you're writing about and, you know, why, you know, you don't want people to see it and uh, see if she's understanding about that. Because, you know, maybe she just doesn't really get it
0: possible. Maybe she's never heard of a diary before. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just your deep thoughts. You know, uh, I have a tendency to get a little prosy. In my uh, in my personal writing, maybe a little little poetic. Uh, so if you got anything like that that you might want to share, I I like I like sharing my private writing with people. And if you don't, that's uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But um, yeah, I think you could share some. If you don't want to share any, don't, and uh, tell her to go fuck herself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also that.
1: But I think there's another aspect of this if if you're not a diary for some people can be you know recording day to day sort of things or or either if it's like you you know writing maybe poetry or prose to kind of express some things that you're feeling um when I've journaled I've been more I will put fucking anything in there anything that's eating at me even if it's complete nonsense, and even if I don't really necessarily believe that sort of thing if that makes sense there's a there's a concept. In psychology and in meditation, that your thoughts are not who you actually are. Mm. To some extent, the thoughts running around through your head are just random noise, and uh, you know some of that doesn't really reflect you as a person. You know, you might get that the fucking call of the void—they call it. You're standing on a building, and you're like, oh my god, my brain wants me to jump. Like, does that mean I want to commit suicide? when it's more like no your your brain brings up horrifying fucking imagery or stupid ideas or just edgy bullshit sometimes <laughs> but the fact of the matter is that it's not necessarily you you know sometimes your brain's just pumping out you know kind of nonsense but it can also be helpful to get that nonsense onto a paper to kind of put it to make it physical to be
0: and then you it, can it gives con- you a
1: sense of having a handle on
0: yeah it. you can confront it if it's physical Exactly,
1: but only you would kind of know that distinction, and so if it's something like that, and showing it to her, and you have, like, just some crazy fucking potentially suicidal or something, uh, maybe some heinous thoughts or something that came up, but you don't really, it it isn't really you, that could freak your partner out, and that would be something you you wouldn't want to share, and you're not fucking obligated to share.
0: No, you're under no obligation. If you feel like there's anything that you would like to share, I encourage that. I think yeah, I think that's a good balance. Yeah.
1: But yeah, def- definitely give her the explanation though. And if she's pushing back against that and keeps giving you the fucking trust card, that would be uh that would be an area to start a reason to start
0: questioning this yeah. this uh, partner. Yeah. Uh there's there's a lot of is she controlling in other ways in the comments and uh I think if uh, if she is, this is indicative of a larger pattern.
1: Yeah. And that's uh, that'd be another question to discuss. So uh, subscribe to Radio Free Toad Pig on on uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, <laughs> fucking Stitcher, and then put in our question box that you can find on our website or on
0: our social media. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Um, I yeah, I think we're I think we're pretty on the same page with this one. Are yeah. you perhaps ready to hear this this other one? I am
1: perhaps ready. I'm definitely ready. Even.
0: Wait, did you read um, this person's username? Am I high as fuck on beers? <laughs> my dad is your dad? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was that was like, cracking me up. Okay. Okay, never mind. Um, my dad is your dad. Free my soul. How do I, 22M, be a better support for my partner, 21F? How dare you stop my singing. <laughs> I was finishing your, your song thought. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, so how do I, 22 be a better support for my partner, 25? Okay. I've been dating someone for seven months, and I'm absolutely crazy about them. I've been in a serious relationship before, but I've never seen a future with someone like I do with her. We get along really great, for the most part, but argue occasionally, as any couple does. My partner, H, has always been incredibly supportive of me, and I have done my best to do so for her as well. In my opinion... I am a little more needy when it comes to needing support than she is, and it oftentimes happens to be that we both need support at the same time. I've recently started seeing a therapist, good job, which has been helpful, but at times I greatly upset H, and last week she came to me and said she felt like her feelings came in second in our relationship, and I could see how much that hurt her. That has never been my intention. And I want to do what I can to better myself in being a good partner. My therapist recommended a book called Attached, and it seems like I have an anxious attachment style. I just want to be better and was wondering if anyone has had any experiences to share on similar circumstances or any reading materials on how to be a better listener and support for your partner. TLDR, my seeking of support in my relationship had caused my GF to not be open with her own needs and feelings looking for skills to be a better partner and that was posted by throwaway4179b. Hey, it's,
1: uh, it, it's tough to be kind of, it, tough to be supportive to your partner when you're dealing with your own shit, especially as you said, if, if that happens, uh, at the same time. So I'd say good on you for seeing a therapist as you mentioned, Arthur, that, that's a good proactive step in this so that you, you're, you're bringing an outside party into this to, to help. So it's not, you know, all, all something that's happening between you. And uh, also, you know, good on you and it showing you're, you're a caring person here by even asking this question. It, it's good that you're thinking about this stuff, recognizing that this is a thing, and I, I think that's a really good sign for, for where this could go. Um, but how how do you support them better? What do you what do you think?
0: Uh, you gotta develop listening skills, my guy. Um, when you're listening to somebody don't be thinking about what you're going to say. Just let their words come into you and really hear them. That's a big deal. Um, active listening, uh, like asking questions about what they're saying is enormous. And uh, I just even just a little bit of that goes an incredibly long way to helping people feel like they're being heard.
1: For sure. Especially the, especially the following up questions. And, you know, it it shouldn't be that you're actively doing that to show that you're paying attention, you know, like ask real questions there, but it definitely does help when you can tell, you know, somebody's actually, actually paying attention to you there. Um, I think that's also a component of dealing with this stuff and you're dealing with it at the same time. Uh, You could almost set up, you know, it, two kind of separate conversations. Like, let's talk about your stuff and then we'll talk about my stuff. And when you're on their stuff, you know, keep that active listening to them. Remain focused on theirs. Don't maybe even bring up your stuff until after kind of get them sorted out and then shift to talking about your stuff. I I think breaking that up one, I think focusing on somebody else's issue this is something for me, but like helping friends, talking to friends about their issues when I'm having a rough time, uh that even helps a little bit. Like, yeah. I think it can, it can bring your attention off yourself and also gives you a more, uh, what's the word, a more kind of objective perspective of that you wouldn't have when you're in the situation yourself, like articulating help to another person, uh, often, often does help you with your own issues, which <laughs> I, is, uh, I think that's the premise of the, of the show. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about to say, which is part of the reason we're doing this. Um, so I think that, that split up, as opposed to it splitting it into kind of two conversations, as opposed to just coming at each other and having that as a predetermined thing, and talk about that when you guys are both in a good place. I think that organization to it will do a lot to to help you deal with this together. Absolutely. Um, but again, you're you're clearly putting effort into this. I think you're already on you're already on the right track. You know, you're not here complaining about your partner. You understand them. You understand that. It's a difficult situation for both of you, so I think this is going to work out all right for you.
0: I think so. I'd like to drill in a little bit. He mentions uh, that it it seems like I have an anxious attachment style, and I just want to uh, read a brief excerpt from uh, the Wikipedia page on attachment in adults. you wouldn't mind terribly. Let's hear it. Okay. So this is under the header Insecure attachment. Uh, and this is the anxious preoccupied uh style of attachment there are, There are more styles than this, but this you know we we only got an hour show man we can 't get we can 't go all the way on all these okay
1: you only get one attachment today
0: that 's right. People with anxious dash preoccupied attachment type tend to agree with the following statements: I want to be completely emotionally intimate with others, but I often find that others are reluctant to get as close as I would like and I am uncomfortable being without close relationships but sometimes worries that others don't value me as much as I value them. People with this style of attachment seek high levels of intimacy, approval, and responsiveness from their attachment figure. They sometimes value intimacy to such an extent that they become overly dependent on the attachment figure. Compared with securely attached people, people who are anxious or preoccupied with attachment tend to have less positive views of themselves. They may feel a sense of anxiousness that only recedes when in contact with the attachment figure they often doubt their worth as a person and blame themselves for the attachment figures lack of responsiveness people who are anxious or preoccupied with attachment may exhibit high levels of emotional expressiveness emotional dysregulation worry and impulsiveness in their relationships oof it's hard because that's me that's me, guys. hi everybody. I'm anxious, preoccupied. It's because my parents were inconsistent with me in my upbringing. Hey, everybody. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I see a lot of that uh, in my in myself when I was younger in relationships sure. that was that was such a big thing. Uh, I think that applies to this too, and, and why it's so good that you're seeing a therapist is because your partner can't be the end-all be-all for fixing your issues, like if they're the one thing that's giving you the better feeling, you know, then if they can't live up to that or if they, you know, have flaws, which they probably do. Or if they have to sudden, like
0: go to work. <laughs> <You> know, <like. laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Or don't text you back or that sort of thing. Uh. Uh, you know, that, that's what that is. And again, we keep coming back to this. If you're seeing these issues, oftentimes what seems like it's a relationship problem, it comes down to you personally. And it's shit that you need to work on yourself, you know, in order to be functioning in a relationship. So, Again, good on you for seeing a therapist. He doesn't mention if his girlfriend is. It'd be a good idea for her to do that, uh, and I would recommend that to her. Uh, but if you're somebody in that situation, again, don't... You're running to blame yourself when your partner's not responding. You know, If you're having these bouts of depression, like when you can't see them or you're having fights or stuff like that, uh, make sure you're fucking up to snuff. Make sure you're investing time and effort into improving yourself and improving your um, issues that you're dealing with as opposed to like clawing and trying to get your partner to do more of that because yeah. th- this might be a reflection of you. Absolutely. Be uh, self-sufficient. God damn it.
0: Yeah. You got to get in that emotional gym. You do. And you got to yeah. hit that, hit that, uh, anxiety speed bag. And then you'll, f- you'll feel
1: fucking better, man. And that's, and that's big. It'll be easier to be in relationships. It'll be easier to be single. Yeah, when you're all alone on your deathbed at the end of life cuz it's just going to be you at the end of it. <laughs> oh god. All you're going to have is yourself. Fuck. You're going to be all right or you're not. So make sure you're going to be all right.
0: Shit, dude, that's <laughs> bleak as fuck.
1: That's not bleak, partner. That is not bleak. That's good motivation.
0: Man, I've been I've been doing a ton of reading on this anxious preoccupied attachment style thing and uh the the one of the biggest things that I keep coming up to is developing a sense of self-sufficiency and becoming okay with yourself. Um, It's really important to be like, if you have this attachment style, it's really important to work on becoming a complete person by yourself and stop waiting on somebody else to come and complete you. Uh, Oh, exactly. That helps
1: your, that helps your anxiety too, because if you know that you have the tools and ability to cope with what you're dealing with and to improve it as opposed to something that's not, that is outside of your control, like a partner or something else in your life. You're going to, you're going to feel better like just by that, because you don't have to be anxious about something out of your control improving your anxiety. You know, you've got that stuff yourself and uh, that's, it'll make you feel so much fucking better. That's a, it's a big thing. So hit that emotional gym. And uh, yeah, you, you went on a little tangent here. But you question asker. Good on you going to the therapist. Good on you asking this question. And it seems like good on you with your communication. This is a tough situation and it sounds like you're dealing with it better than most people. Uh, and certainly better than me, uh, when I was in a situation like this quite some time ago.
0: Yeah. You're you're in the right ballpark is the word I'll yeah. use. Ballpark.
1: Yeah. You're doing it, man. You're gonna get there. Basket. Uh home run. <laughs> ground, ground rule double. Yeah. These are the things you should be thinking. <laughs> I'm just verbally shit right now. How about <laughs> this next question? <laughs> 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 oh, man. Bat boy. Arthur, what, what were you describing my sense
0: of humor as? Oh, how did I... I said that um, you have David Letterman levels of driving a joke into the ground. That's something I said there. to describe your sense of humor.
1: There we go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how good a content that is sometimes, but I get a kick out of it.
0: No, I, I dig it. Probably my, probably my favorite gag that we have on the show was you saying, well, how about we get out of this question and into the <laughs> next one for an entire episode? It was very strong. Uh,
1: that makes me feel good, man. Well, how about we get out of this discussion about my humor and end uh, of this next question from Reddit?
0: I'd love to. Let's hear How's it. that grab you? I'd love All it. All right.
1: My 20M date 19F says I'm overreacting to her surprise visit. How should I respond? So, this girl I text and FaceTime got kind of close, and we established that we really liked each other and might probably end up in a relationship. But we wanted to go on a couple dates more in person, to get a vibe for a final decision. She's been great so far, and I really like her company. Well, she lives really far away, and she has friends that are actually in the same neighborhood as me. So she decides to drop by my house, unannounced, when my parents aren't home, because I told her they weren't. Well, I was super busy with a lot of chores that day, and I made it explicitly clear to her that I couldn't go outside to see her because A, I had to get them done and B, my sister's a tattletale who will notice me going out to meet someone. My parents are very conservative about dating while I'm in their household. She says it's not a big deal, but I get kind of annoyed that she's not taking my considerations to mind, and we get into a bit of an argument over something pretty insignificant. She doesn't listen even after repeating my reasons, so in the end, I just tell her I'm not going to see her, leaving her mad. She texts me later saying that I made a big deal over nothing, and if we really, truly cared for each other, I would have dropped everything I had to go see her. I kind of felt bad because it seemed like I ruined a rare chance, and now I'm worried that that means my feelings aren't strong enough. What should I do to respond? TLDR, Mutual Romantic Interest, decides to drop on my house because she's nearby, but I refuse to see her. And, uh, let's see. Added updated post for clarification. I respect everyone's input. But I, more along the lines, want to know what I should do next. Okay. And that was posted by deleted. Arthur, do you see who who posted Uh, that? The text is gone for me.
0: Razassin. All right. Posted by Razassin. You really should have gone out to see her. She lives far away, my guy. Uh, She happened to be in the neighborhood. She dropped by. Uh, I think that was kind of a nice thing. I would have liked that. And uh, when your sister's a little tattletoe, she's going to tell a little girl drop by. Fucking, <laughs> fucking tell them I'm twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Been an adult for two years. Yes, they live at your house. But listen, she lives real far away, and she can, you know she just was in the neighborhood, and I just wanted to you know just wanted to say hi. That's all. Like that's all it would have taken to please her. I think just come out, say hi, give her a little kiss on the cheek. Tell her to get the fuck out. <laughs> like that's no, I think that's all that, I take true.
1: it. That, that's true. And uh I think that would have been worth you know the potential fallout with your parents, but we we don't know that whole situation. That's true. Also also, had they met each other before? Is this the first time? Is is that That's what I took away. Is that right? Hmm. It sounded like they'd only t- met and talked on like FaceTime and in text and stuff. So this is the first time they're meeting.
0: That seems possible.
1: Well, so if, that, if that's the case, I do have sympathy with you, though. Because on one hand...
0: You want the you know, first cool, meeting to be special.
1: Not even special, necessarily. You want to be, like, prepared. You know what I mean? Like, maybe he's fucking at home. His hair's all fucked up. He's got all this shit to worry about. Maybe he's just having a bad day. And now it's like, oh, fuck, I really like this girl. And I have to meet her now? Like, I, I can definitely see where this guy being upset would come from. I... But I also see like her upsetness because you're trying to do kind of this grand gesture and like we get to fucking see each other. Like I went all the way out here. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck won't you come out of the house? Like I, I get that too. But I do think it. I do think that was a little thoughtless on her part, even if the intentions were good there. Because um, I fucking feel that. As I said, I don't know, man. If I'm meeting for somebody for the first time, I want to be prepared for that shit. You sure. can't just like call me at any time. You know, I'm gonna roll outside in my fucking ripped up old t shirt that I wear around the house sometimes and some short shorts and be like, hey girl, you've seen me at my worst. <laughs> okay. That's the, your first impression.
0: I think uh so homeboy is looking for what the next move is. Yes. And I think that move is arrange a meetup as soon as possible.
1: I, I think so too. And uh maybe arrange it closer to her.
0: You know, talk to her a little bit about this.
1: Be like, I appreciate you coming out here. These are the reasons I couldn't come out. I do want to see you, though. Why don't we, you know, go to the fucking Taco Bell down the street from your place? I'll go out your way. I would really like to meet you. Hit her with uh, an I'm sorry. Maybe toss one of those in there, too.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't think there's any point in, uh, you know, in trying to be stubborn and start an argument about this if you like this girl, because this just seems like a a, a misunderstanding.
0: Yeah, it seems like, uh... woof. Seems like something that, uh, I think he fucked up. I really do think he fucked up bad. <laughs> like, literally just come out of your house. Cause, like, I bet little sister was like, there is this girl pulled up in a car. She was sitting outside your house. sitting outside the house.
1: Yeah, so you're gonna be, you're gonna be dealing with some shit anyways. Yeah, you're I- fucked either you. way.
0: Just go out and say hey. You're, I'm with you. Little peck on the cheek teller. Oh my god, uh, this is so sudden. I'm so sorry that i can't spend uh any kind of real time with you um i do hope uh that i can see you again very soon my dove hit her with that that's uh, what you should have done. but again but again man
1: there's still there's still the personal issue in that man i guess you could run and get ready and all that real quick but fucking hindsight is 2020 20 or whatever i also say when coming up with this first thing if you really kind of want to make it up to her find some fucking cool date idea up near her for like the first thing to do. Like, yeah, like taco nice bell. restaurant. Yeah. Uh, by nice restaurant. Of course I mean, taco bell, um, but you know, a nice restaurant. I don't know. Fucking mini golf, like something a little off the wall and interesting, put a little effort into a date idea near here. And I think that'll, I think that'll do a lot to show her that you,
0: that you care. Yeah. Yeah, dude, you There's gotta, you gotta there. show her you care. That's very important at this point. If you want to hold on to this broad, <laughs>
1: Hold on to this broad and go to Taco Bell. <laughs> Tell her you like the way her hair smells.
0: <sighs> and drift. Away. Yeah.
1: Tell your sister to stop being such a piece of shit and fucking up your love life. Partner?
0: Yeah, you got to get that little sister off your fucking nuts. That's very yeah. important.
1: Yeah, briber
0: Do something. Get yeah. her on your side. Yeah, that's parents big. Are shitty like oh, this. Oh, man, you're 20 years old. I bet you got a car and shit. Yeah, take bring your, her Taco Bell. Yeah, Either take the your sister Chuba somewhere Luba. cool. Yeah, that'll
1: uh, that'll buy you that'll buy you a lot of leeway at home in your in your current situation, which sounds like it sucks.
0: Yeah, it's hard as a thirty year old man. I can tell you, it's hard living with your parents.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm sure. Well, we got time for this next one, or is this the uh, where are we
0: at? Oh, we got time, baby. We're forty nine minutes sixteen seconds.
1: Fuck yeah, dude. I feel like the past couple episodes have flown by, uh, so I'm happy to hear that we got got more room to spread our
0: RFTB wings. Am I right? You are right. Here it come. My 26F, boyfriend of six months, 26M, has no critical thinking or problem-solving skills, and I don't know how to address it. This afternoon at work, I received a call from my boyfriend who was spending the day at my house. I'd asked him to check if I'd left a key in my car. He rang to say he couldn't get out of the house because I took my back door key to work. I said, yes, you have the side door key. He said he didn't think of that. Once he was outside and in my car, he asked whether I wanted him to look in the slot above the handbrake or the gear shift. I said I couldn't remember exactly which pot. I bet they're British. They're next to each other. Couldn't he look at both? He then said, okay, and looked at both. These are both open pots about six inches apart. I don't know why he asked which one when he was there and should be able to look at both just as easily as that one. On his way back from the car, he jammed my back gate way past the lock into the gutter so it was stuck when I got home. He also rang me to find out how to turn the heating on and broke the knob on the boiler adjusting it. This was all in the space of an hour but is a typical example of the problem he needs help to solve. Problems he needs help to solve. Sometimes I feel stressed to the point of crying at having to do all the emotional labor and critical thinking. I've tried to address it with him outside these moments, but he just says I'm calling him stupid. It can't be that he wants me to do all these things for him because he rings for help when I'm out of the house and wouldn't be able to take over too. He makes me laugh and feel so loved but I need him to be able to do some things alone. How do I approach this? My boyfriend doesn't show any critical thinking or problem-solving skills and needs help with most tasks. I don't know how to work on this with him. And that was posted by Stressed0000000000. Great zero, 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 zero. content.
1: <laughs> yeah, have you seen Daria, Arthur?
0: I saw, like, the first episode, I think. It was on Hulu, okay. and I was like, oh, this is thing.
1: You remember the jock football player boyfriend, Kevin?
0: I do not. Oh gee,
1: babe. Right, there's a character in there that's just like this, and it made me think of that. Like it took the back door to Oh, you have the you got the back door key, I can't get out. Use the side door. Oh, I didn't think of that, babe. Like you're you're, you're dealing with an airhead. I don't know. I Picture this dude as like a super sweetheart, but he's just not a hundred percent there. Sure. And uh that can certainly be a pain in the ass.
0: Yeah. But I don't, don't know if that's
1: something you can teach to somebody. I don't, you know, if somebody's like that, I don't know how much you can be like, okay. So next time, looking—is the pot the cup holder? What the fuck was the I think? Pot it,
0: I course? think it's like a cup holder or a compartment or something. That's what I got okay. from context clues. I'm just if if somebody
1: if your partner can't figure out just to look in both the things that are next to each other, I don't think you can teach them to do that. It really, like I think... yeah. I think this just might just be a part of this guy, and you know you. You can express to him, uh, maybe not to bother you. Like I don't, I don't even know how you would go about doing this. I think this is just kind of part of this dude, and you got to be okay with that or yeah. not. Like I don't think there's going to be any change in this person.
0: It's that seems possible that he is just doomed forever to wonder which side of the DVD should be up when he's trying to watch Mister Three Thousand.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think he's just kind of a dingus, and some people like that. That could be endearing. Uh, but I think you have to decide, you know, if, if it is or not, uh, especially if he says you're, you know, you're calling him stupid when you try to, yeah, she said she tries to address it with him and he's calling you stupid. He's being like, you know, very stubborn about even talking about this. I don't, I don't think there's gonna be any changing this dude. So are you okay with it or not? That's, that's really the question here.
0: Are you going to be okay if he's like, babe? I got my dick caught in the ceiling fan. <laughs> is this going to be yeah. okay with you? Um, it's it's going to be like being with this guy is going to be like taking care of a toddler.
1: Yeah, ju- it, it seems like it, dude. It's just going to be oh like, oh my that. God, I can't get over some of this stuff. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you broke the knob on the boiler. Broke the knob on the. To
0: turn the heat up. Fucking jammed the
1: gate. <laughs> yeah. I'm picturing just like this really big, strong dude, but he's just sure. kind of endearingly dumb. Like, he's sure. trying his fucking best to open that lock, but his big fucking muscular hands just snap it up. It's like the fucking Hulk, uh, but he's reading at a third grade level. <laughs> That's what I'm picturing this dude. He's probably not green, but, you know, maybe
0: he is and you're just okay with it. And he's definitely not a doctor.
1: No. <laughs> certainly not. A, certainly not a
0: fucking doctor. That's probably the but coolest he makes part f- of the Hulk, actually, is that he's, uh, like, when he's not in big green mode, he's a very intelligent individual.
1: No, yeah, dude. He's, he's a fucking he's a fucking ripped smart dude. Yeah. Uh, that's heroic, partner. <laughs> yeah. You know what else is a ripped strong dude? Mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's true. Yeah, it's- you thought you were going to say me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the old little... That is the old little twist of real. I'm being, uh, uh, being very forcefully douchey, but not at the same time. But then it wraps around to me being douchey, which I get a kick out of.
0: Oh, I just got a text. It says, How's the pod, dear? Oh, Aww.
1: Jesus Christ. Arthur is out of hell and just fucking
0: neck deep in cotton candy, sweet <laughs> love land. It's pretty cool. I'm having a good time. Okay, That's but. good. Woo! No critical thinking or problem solving. Um, Maybe you leave him to his own devices. He, yeah, ta- he, he texts you about something, you go, hey, babe, I need you to figure it out. I need you to use your, you know, that pink shit between your ears. Put it to work. <laughs>
1: yeah, get all fucking five of those brain cells fucking rolling at, uh, at uh, full speed. Firing no, at full it, capacity. I think that's genuinely a good way to deal with yeah. He makes you laugh. He makes you feel so loved. You know, you fucking like him. Just don't, don't, maybe don't engage with that so much when he's coming with you to these dumb questions. Because also, maybe, you know, maybe to some extent, he's he's doing this just because he wants to fucking talk to you, or I don't know, like maybe he likes you helping him out with stuff. There could be there could be another component to this more than him potentially just being a fucking airhead. Although that's certainly a component. But I, yeah, I, I think I didn't think of that, Arthur. I think that's the I think that's really your best move here. Because I think he'll learn on his fucking own if you don't, you know, you don't tell him to look at both cup holders. Is he just going to be sitting in the car Well, she didn't text back? I guess I'm out of here.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Abort mission. Which one is it? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Better not look at either of them. I got to say, I couldn't fucking deal with this. I could not either. Yeah. Yeah. The the constant barrage of
1: just simple fucking questions. I think that would be endearing and pretty funny for like a week, and uh, then I'd want to turn into the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So cut cut him off the life support system for his stupid questions. He's either going to sort it out, uh, or he's going to burn your fucking house down, and then you got a really good re- reason to
0: end the relationship. There. It's true. That's true.
1: I left the stove
0: on at night because I was cold. <laughs> babe <laughs> uh, my ex used to bake when it was cold on purpose I mean, that's, that's not that bad of an idea kind of a sweet thing she's like oh, yeah. I'm gonna make us some homemade bread because uh, it's fucking cold in this house
1: that's cozy as shit dude
0: yeah dude
1: I'm more picturing this fucking jacked airheaded hulk like he's cold his girlfriend's away uh, so he gets the mattress he cranks all the stoves all the way up and he puts the mattress on top of the stove Mm -mm. it's like there's plenty of padding in between here so i i won't get too burned because he at least can put that together and then he
0: burns the entire house down but then
1: she's free of the relationship
0: yeah i think if somebody burns your house down you're legally allowed to break up with them yeah
1: oh definitely well i'm I'm thinking he he
0: is charred along with the rest of the house and then this problem has solved sure 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 sure
1: all right immolate your boyfriend next question
0: (laughs) nope jk not next question
1: god damn it why is my sense of time so bad
0: End of the show. welcome to the end of the show, it's the part where I go like this. Our intro music is the song Hanging On by the band Knower, and you can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com.
1: And our outro music is the song Stephanie, it's by the F- Hey Fellows and that's two words not three, wait no fuck it's three words <laughs> not two, fuck. <laughs> ah, that was a good rhyme, dude. I was thinking about that for like a whole minute there. Fuck. It's three words, I reiterate. As I mentioned last episode, the Hey Fellows is three words. I have said two for like 10 episodes. In like just a far specifying way. It's yeah, more than I'm that. fucking wrong. It is the Hey Fellows. Hey Fellows is two words.
0: Hey. The Hey Space Fellows. Fellows. Yes. And you can we, find them on wait, Spotify,
1: search the Hey Fellows. You can find them on instagram.com/theheyfellows slash and uh listen to them. They're good. And I apologize
0: to them. We've made that "Hey, Best Fellows joke before. I was about to as hit last, hard.
1: As last episode, or I remembered that uh, I was a fucking idiot. I'm actually the boyfriend from that last question.
0: <laughs> you're you're my pod boyfriend. Yeah. You're my pod <laughs> boyfriend, party. Oh, that's hot as hell. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I've had like a super good time this week. And I hope you have, too. And time just fucking flew by. Didn't that one seem like like we just started? That's what I was saying. I keep having
1: that. And then, you know, and then I thought I had that midway and I was wrong, but then I had it again at the end. Hmm. Yeah. That's my thoughtful thought for the end of the episode. And this is my goodbye.
0: Okay. Well, I love you guys, and thanks for being with us. And I can't wait to see you again next week. Thanks. Bye.
1: Just kidding. Scooby doo flip flop and solving mysteries. Sometimes it hurts when I try to pee. Hey, hey, hey.